What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. I'm Jalen. My name is Zach. And this is episode I lost count. Ten. Ten? Yeah. This is ten? Yeah. Let's go. That's so dope. So dope. Ten episodes. Ten hours of us just sitting here talking about God. Yeah. And we're on like one hair on the head. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's so Not even close. Yeah. Um, What's new? Oh, actually... Yeah, you go. Let me inform the people. So I was sick, like <laughs> last. I think it was last week for a whole week. I actually had COVID, <laughs> so <laughs> we've been at MIA because I was sick. I didn't want to get Zach sick, and Zach was sick right before me. Yeah. So there's some stuff going around. So make sure you guys are wearing your mask. Yeah, and, I probably. Uh, I probably brought something into your home. Taking bro. some vitamins. Oh, you're good, dude. <laughs> taking some vitamin C. Take care of your bodies. Um, other than that, though. I actually just spoke last week, this past Sunday, at a um, FCA graduation that was very, very dope. I got to give like my first like sermon ever yeah. of like ministry type of thing. So it was really cool. That's so dope. Yeah. How did you, you felt comfortable up there? Dude, I was nervous at first. I was actually really nervous like leading up to the point where I got on the stage and I yeah. got on stage and like introduced myself a little bit, prayed. And then after I prayed, I feel like it was just like, smooth sailing yeah (laughs) i was just speaking like kind of straight from my notes but i kind of remembered most of it so Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. i feel like it was really smooth it's a it's like uh such a great feeling i remember when i stopped playing sports i was like man i'm never gonna have this feeling again of like uh doing something that is worth it and at the time i thought sports was like mattered so much right it's like now i'm just gonna go work a nine to five and you know uh maybe go play basketball at the y every once in a while and then getting the chance to like speak at like Lansing and you know just people in my life it's, it's like the, the best. best feeling ever oh, dude yeah especially when people tell you too it's like really affirming too afterwards I had people tell me like dude like you got a gift like you need to be in ministry yeah and I was like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know about that but ever shoot I mean every every one of us yeah. is in ministry technically literally you know? doesn't take a platform you know like we're sitting here right now mm-hmm. this isn't ministry I don't know what is you yeah. know um, growing disciples, sharing the word of God. It's, it's beautiful. And like my mic keeps dropping down low. I don't think I'm tightening it all the Tight way. It. <laughs> but I think, I think it, I'm yeah. good now. I think I'm good. good? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I'm, uh, you said you were going to send me the video. I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause what was it about? What'd you talk about? Uh, the culture of Christ. Oh, okay. So really just speaking about how like Ooh. we're in a, we're in a culture of chaos, like yeah, everywhere you go, yeah. it's an evil world. There's chaos everywhere. But there's a group of people, believers, followers of Jesus, who are culture changers. Yeah. And the only way you can achieve that is by having the characteristics and the culture of Christ within your life. Mm-hmm. So I really just kind of spoke that to them. And um, yeah, man, I think I think I did a pretty good job. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. First and time- I used and I used uh, John eight, oh, the story yeah. about the adulterer. Yeah. And. It just, it goes so well together because like, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. just life in general. Yeah. Um, because there's this space of sin and shame between, you know, Jesus in this crowd mm-hmm. and his gracious overflows and overwhelms the whole area. Yeah. He's like, you know, no matter what you may think about this woman, I've got a plan for her and I love her. Yeah. And, and what do you do with that grace once you truly feel that mm-hmm. you've been given that by God because it's only through his through his mercy that we're, we're right. graced by Jesus um, it becomes so much that you can't help but overfill it onto others and it's difficult for me at times when um, people are like oh Zach is really into church or he's really into Jesus or and I'm like okay I see what you mean because I like to read stuff you right. know um, but I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like you know there's standards to being a follower of Jesus. There's yeah. a guy that's into it more like, no, if you devote your life and what we'll, this is, will be a topic I, I really want to talk about is the difference between like a cultural Christian mm. and a Christian by conviction. Mm. Cause there's a big difference. There. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Really good topic. Yeah. Dude. So for me, um, 
I'll make a long story super short. So I'm a big Seahawks fan. The draft was in Kansas City a couple weeks ago. And I was wearing a Seahawks shirt. And this lady that worked for the draft was like, hey, would you be interested in standing in a line with a chance to get into the tent? Like where the players and all the families and like the super fans are. Dude, the tickets are like at least 1500 to get in the tent. And she's like, we need more Seahawks fans in the tent. Would you be willing to go? And I'm like, can I bring my wife? And she's like, yeah. And so Emily and I stand in this line for like 20, 30 minutes. Long story short, um, Will Levis, he apparently found out that he was going to get drafted. So his family left. So they let us in and we got to sit in the seats where his family was. Um, some of his family members stayed, stuck around. But behind us was Jackson Smith and Jigba's family. And... Again, I'm trying to make a long story as short as possible. Got to talking to them, met the uncle and the aunt, the nicest people. If you ever see the video of him getting drafted and he's walking across the stage, the guy with the blue, or not the blue, but the uh, blue, green, and white flag is the guy I was talking to. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, so um, talking to them all night, tell them how bad I want the Seahawks to draft him. The Seahawks end up drafting him. And they're like, (laughs) it was, and I'm really shortening the story down, but. They came back and they're like, you're the first Seahawks fan we've ever met. They like hug me, all this stuff. Like we're having the best time. And they're like, we're having a party at Lowe's, the hotel, if you want to come. Um, whole family's going to be there. And I'm like, I I was like, I want to go. And Emily's like, don't go. That would be super weird. If like just one random Yeah, guy just like a up. random fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I won't go. But it was a really cool night just because, you know, got to see. You should have got like a, you should get his family's number. I got the uncle's name and and like we took pictures together and stuff like that. So I need to find him on Facebook or something, but send him a pic and be like, yo, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Right. When season's about to start, be like, yo, I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get a ticket. And I I told him when I first saw him, I was like, dude, if, if the Seahawks take Jackson, I'm going to get a Jersey. And, and I really like, that's who I wanted them to draft. Yeah. And they took him and I was like, well, now I got to get a Jersey. That's dope. I'm going to be the first Jersey. That is so crazy. (laughs) It was so cool. Yeah. But to uh, see all, the, all those guys' lives change, and so many of them go up there and like give glory to, to Christ, naming so Jesus, awesome. and not just being like, oh, all the glory goes to God, but they're like, Jesus, my Lord yeah, and Savior. Yeah. And people get all which ways. Oh, you know, he's not really whatever, whatever. Are we judging people's faith now, mm. or are we just like encouraged that Jesus' name is being spread? And yeah. no matter where you're at and your level of obedience to God, like following him and trusting in him and loving his son, repenting and everything, like, you know. Dude, all it takes is one person, too. Yeah. Like, all it takes is for someone's favorite athlete to say, you know, I wouldn't be here without Jesus. And yeah. then somebody's be like, what? I want to be like him. Yeah. So I want to I achieve something great like that. Like, oh, yeah. how do I do that? Jesus. Yeah. If you're not if you're not sharing the word of like, this is way off topic, but in my opinion, if you, if you have truly like received the goodness of God, like you start to realize and mature into like goodness of God and how good he is then you, you can't help but talk about it. Like right. you can't help but obey him and all this other kind of stuff because you're like, man, God is so, so good. Right. You know? um, and that's, again, very simplified version. But what are, yeah. we, what are we talking about today? Dude, obedience. Mm. This, is a, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah. This is a good one. Um, I don't really know where to start. If you, if you want to start with the questions, you can. Or... I actually, I want to go off script a little bit. Okay. So... Real quick, yep. what when you hear the word or the term like or the phrase obey God or be obedient to God, like mm-hmm. be honest, how does your heart feel about that? Mm. Maybe yeah, I know you've matured a lot. Right. Obviously. If I were to answer this two years ago. Two years ago versus and also today, yeah. Okay, so two years ago, if you were to ask me what I had to do to obey God, um, I feel like I would be very, I would look at it from a very selfish standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say two years. I'd say, I'd say probably about three, four years ago. Yeah. I would look at it from a very selfish standpoint of like, dude, I, I don't know if I can give everything up for, you know, for believing in God. Like, yeah, that's, that's hard to do. I've, I've got my own dreams, my own goals and plans. Like I'm going to follow that like day by day. Right. Versus now understanding that, you can't pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Like being obedient to God means that every single commandment that's in that Bible, I have to live by that every day. And not just being a fan of God, yeah, but instead being a follower of God, a follower of Jesus, and truly becoming a disciple. Yeah. There's a difference between... There's a difference between saying that I believe in God and then fully acting that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then, and then nowadays when you hear like obey God, mm-hmm. how does that feel? Unless I, I, you didn't really address that. I don't think a little bit, but a little bit. Yeah. I would say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to use one of my, yeah, I'm going to use one of my bullet points for this. So I think obedience is better than opportunity. Okay. So when I say that, yeah, yeah. I say that opportunities come every single day for you. Every single day, everybody's presented with an opportunity to do something that they want to do. Or, you know, for example, in your career, say you get a new job or a new uh, a promotion, yeah. right? And say this promotion is you get paid more and, you know, you're at a higher position in your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's a great opportunity. But being obedient to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you instead of an opportunity yeah. is way greater than any opportunity that could be brought to you from this world. Now, how do you achieve that? By being in your word, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you, mm-hmm. having a close relationship with Jesus, and ultimately obeying all the commandments and not just a single one or two, but every single commandment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. Because it, it, it is a journey. Like. Mm-hmm to obey, obey God and like want to be obedient to God, you know? Yeah. And like the reason why I want to start with this question is because for our listeners and even for like, I, cause a lot of the times when I, when we come in here and talk, we're like talking to 17 to 22 year old versions of ourselves. Like, right. I wish that I would have known this younger and don't let those age numbers throw you off. If you're 35 listening to this podcast and it's really like touching your soul and mm-hmm. leading you to get in the word and prayer and be with God and community and all that other kind of stuff. But that's just kind of like, the shape of what we go for. But anyway, all that to say is like, if you would have asked me in that age range, like, what does it mean to obey God? I would have probably really leaned on the grace of Jesus a lot Mm -hmm. more and been like, yes, we should be obedient, but you know, Jesus grace covers us. And basically now I don't have to worry about being obedient to God because Mm -hmm. I'm covered. Um, And I also would have turned it on to other people. I would have never like looked internally, but pointed the finger at others and like, Oh, here's where, look, look right here. Here's where you're not obeying God. You Mm -hmm. know, look at you. Meanwhile, you know, that corny thing when you're a kid, you're pointing at someone, you got three fingers pointing right back at you. It's like the (laughs) Spider-Man point like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, so like, uh, for me years ago, it was, it felt grimy to hear the word obey God because it was like, well, doesn't God want me to have everything I want? That's what the word says. Right. You know, I'll give you Jeremiah 29, 11. Let me lean on that. Galatians 6, 9. Let me Mm -hmm. lean on that. Uh, Matthew three sixteen. Let me stop at verse 16. Let me lean on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But again, we've said it before, but when you don't finish the thought of Jesus in the word until those red letters turn black and his thought is completed, um, you miss out on a lot of things. And now that I've like grown and matured and been in the word a little bit longer and still have a, so much to learn and, you know, and understand about God, but, and, you know, good people, way smarter, wiser people, whether they're here in Kansas city or a pastor I listened to on the other side of the country. Right. Um, I realized that obedience to God is like one of the best things that we can do as humans. Like if we can obey God and give him a humble heart, I feel like that's all he asks for is absolutely obey us, obey me, give me a humble heart. You know, obviously like believe in Jesus, repent from your sin, turn and believe all that stuff. And it sounds like a lot, but those are very, a very small amount of things. But also what I've noticed is like, I know you're not supposed to test God, but immature Zach would test God and be mm. like, okay, well, let me not go after this girl tonight. Let me not um, go and drink. Let me not go and blatantly go and sin. And like, let me see how my week goes. And then I'm like, okay, my week is mm. a little bit better. Or maybe it's not, but it was coming from the wrong place. But now that I'm a little bit older and more mature, I notice, okay, I'm in the word. So it's speaking to me and it's working through me. Mm-hmm. And whenever I see something that I could go and take, that's not mine and sin against God. I'm like, mm, I know the ramifications of that. <laughs> I don't want to have none of that, yeah. you know? Um, and then you start to live in his goodness. The fruits of the spirit start to reap in your life. And we've said it before, but you don't want to go back to that. Mm-mm. I don't want to go back to that night laying in bed and being like, dang, bro, like, what am I doing with my life right now? My money is running my life. These girls are running my life. My job, other people are running my life. I don't have, I'm not running it. And God is certainly not running my life. So like, what's out of order? My obedience, right? you know? And it's, and it's tough. That's what repentance is mm-hmm. turning from what you used to do, 
I used to work hard on Saturdays. Now we Sabbath. People yeah. get all which ways about a Sabbath because whatever, Jesus didn't say it and uh, he didn't reaffirm it. And I mean, his actions speak very clearly. You know, he was Sabbathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so you no, turn that's, from the that's things. That's a good point. Yeah, but you turn from the things. Yeah. You do what Jesus did. Yeah. You live in goodness. Yeah. And two, to kind of echo a little bit about what you were saying yeah. earlier, um, if, if receiving grace from Jesus was all God wanted us to do. Why, why else? Here? Why else is the Bible there? Yeah. And There's why? thousands more pages in that Bible. <laughs> yeah. Than just Ephesians two, eight. Yeah. Yes. You are saved by grace through faith, but why else would the Bible be there? There is, I mean, you can read the Bible for days and years until you think you know enough. Trust me. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You can yeah. keep learning. Yeah. You can definitely keep learning. And I, I think that's like, that's such a big part of obedience is because it's knowing that you have to have a humble and humility type of heart. Yeah. You have to be able to read the word and be like, okay, but there's more. Like I have to, I, I know that yes, Jesus has covered me with his blood, but there's still countless, countless, countless stories that I need to parables that I need to continue to study and read because there's more context and there's more detail to it than just I'm saved by grace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why are we sitting here right now? Why are we not in heaven? Mm -hmm. Because there's still something God wants from us. We have to obey in some way, shape or form. There's something more that we have to be doing. Yeah. There's a lot more. And like, and that's not to say like, oh, you know, I don't even want to go over it because we talk about it all the time. But like, obviously, your works aren't going to save you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how can you tell the uh, I've drawn a blank right now. But I know what you're talking. I know what the tree by about. its fruit, yep. you know, or the fruit by its tree. Um, can you pick thorns from bramble bushes? Can you mm-hmm. pick whatever? You know, I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, um, if someone isn't obeying God, mm-hmm. like. And maybe, you know, maybe you as a listener are listening to this right now and you maybe feel like you're under attack or you feel like you do obey God. Like, okay. Look okay. at your fruit. Okay. Yeah. Look at your fruit and let's take a sec. Let's take a second and slow down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm obeying God in a lot more areas of my life, mm-hmm. but let's not forget that the house that is your life has like 5,000 rooms in it. And as we grow and mature, we're going by with that key with Jesus, unlocking him be like, mm-hmm. go in there, go in there, go in there. There's big ones, money, um, uh, physical sin, your time, your attention, all that kind of stuff. Those are big ones, but they also go down really small. You know, how do I carry myself in public? What do I wear? Mm -hmm. Um, who do I hang around? Like things like that, you know? Um, so yes, congratulations. Like we're very proud of everybody who, and we're, I'm honestly, I'm just like kind of speaking to myself right now, but I'm really proud of you for allowing God to come in and breathe through these other rooms that are your life. Mm -hmm. But there's more rooms to fill. There's more rooms to fill up, you know? Um, and the minute we think that we are humble and that we are obedient to God, like truly, we really deeply in our hearts believe that, then man, you might need to just take a second, take a step back, reassess your life and see how can I go higher? This might be an opportunity for me to go higher um, and help other people, you know? One thing that I think helps a lot in those moments, um, and I say this because I don't want people who are who's listening to this right now to think that like, if you thing. sin one time that like you're, you know, you're not <laughs> you're going to hell. Yeah. You're not going, you're not going to heaven or like, you're not obeying God. Like we're born in sin. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Okay. That's why there is grace. Okay. But in the same breath, like I was saying earlier, there's still more for you to continue to learn. But with that being said, I think there's a moment in time where you have to realize that yes, you're going to continue to sin, but when you're truly obeying God and obeying the word, you'll start to notice that there's a difference in your life. Kind of like you were saying that rooms are going to start to fill up that, for example, if I struggle with anger or I struggle with lust or I struggle with whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. I'll start to notice that if I'm really truly seeking God and obeying his word, those rooms are going to start to get filled up. And I forget what I was going to say. I'm drawing a blank. Well, I mean, what you're really saying is like, we had in our notes, obedience is a responsive action. Yes. You know, that grace comes on you mm-hmm. and you can't help but obey. And there's times like, dude, you're going to fall, skate your knee. God's going to help you get back up and unlock that door. You right. Know? Just as like a metaphor that we keep using for the door on the rooms. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like 
I never thought earlier in my relationship with Christ that like being obedient and turning things over to him. And we'll get into like what that actually looks I like. I remember what it was now. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be a good thing because I was like, well, things are so good right now in my life. I thought, mm. but not like the goodness that God proclaimed when he created right. all things, you know, right. it was like world's goodness, pretty mm-hmm. good, you know, for a little bit. And then I got to keep chasing after the next thing. Yeah. But what were you going to say? So how you mentioned earlier where you feel like at times where you feel like you filled every room and like, there's nothing more for you to obey. Yeah. There comes a time where I think it's very helpful for you to sit in a moment of prayer and say, God, I know there's more work to be done. Mm-hmm. What sins do I do? Can you bring to light for me so that I can repent from those sins? Yeah. Because the moment we start to feel like we've done enough or the moment we start to feel like we're in a great spot, there's still more work to do. Ask God to bring those to light so that you can work around those and repent from those sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've said the prayer before, but uh, I think it's Psalm 119. I don't know off the top of my head, but um Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Like these prayers that you can pray that are pre-built into the word, they, you go in that prayer closet or you go into that place of isolation with God and you pray that and you just sit there in silence. Like just stop talking to God and just let him speak to you. Um, And he's going to start to point out things in your life that like offend him. You know, Mm -hmm. you say that you follow me. Jesus says in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate. And then he goes on to talk about the Holy spirit. So like, I mean, as I read this right now and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. So it's almost like Jesus is saying, if you love me, obey my commandments. And if you love me and obey my commandments, I will give you the Holy spirit. Mm. And is that not what we're after as believers? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is more of the Holy spirit. We want more of it um, flowing through our life. But yeah, ask God, man, like, please, I'm, I'm blind. I've turned a blind eye or a blind ear to what it is that you're trying to tell me. Please expose this to me so that I can like be, live in obedience to you because I want more of the goodness from the obedience that I've already had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, too, obedience is faith in action. Mm-hmm. So James 2.10, for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet, off- and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of it all. Mm-hmm. So if I say, all right, I believe everything that God says, but I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's, it's a sin to be gay. It's not Subway. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you don't get to customize yeah. your faith. <laughs> it's not Burger King. Yeah. You ain't having it your way. <laughs> those ding rhymes. Yeah, those yeah. Ra- that rapper broke King of a label. <laughs> but for real, bro, like, yeah. no, you yeah. can't, you can't read the word and be like, this works we were, for me. We were just talking about this earlier. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah. Uh, you know, Living in a sin that you know is wrong and trying to defend it mm-hmm. hurts. It hurts. And it'll never help you in any situation. Mm-hmm. But obeying God and obeying every commandment mm-hmm. is love at its fullest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, when you look in the, in the word, mm-hmm. there are a lot of situations where people obeyed God and didn't obey God. And you get to see what happened. Oftentimes we like to look at the Bible as a book of encouragement, um, a book of literacy where we can go and be like, oh, wow, this is so cool that this was in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm a nerd of that kind of stuff. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see that as like the thing that guides my life. I do, I'm just interested in that. But what guides my life is what the word says, you know. Right. And we all fall short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus had to come. If if we didn't fall short of the glory of God and we don't need Jesus because we are obedient and we're perfect, then you need Jesus more than anyone of us, right, <laughs> right. anybody, you know, <laughs> but again, you know, you look through the word and, and it's not a divine rule book that fell from heaven. It's not uh, an encouragement book that Jesus sent for us or God sent for us so that we can have some Instagram quotes. It's a book that says, Hey, learn from the lessons of these people. You know, this person fell into sexual sin. This person fell into greed. This person fell in, uh, fell in love with power. Um, please learn from them. Look at, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're really guiding people to read their word. So go compare and contrast the book of Joshua to the book of Judges. They're right back to back from each other. And the book of Joshua, like Israel has its falls. There's a guy, I think his name is like Achan or Achim or something like that, who lets the tribe of Israel down by stealing some stuff from Jericho when they weren't supposed to. And that's like one of the few times you see Israel sin in the book of Joshua, because Joshua was a great leader. 
And then him and all of the people that came after Joshua, like the elders of the tribe, like things went really well for them. So mm-hmm. they obeyed God. They were given the promised lands. They were given grace by God to like go and take the promised lands from the evildoers and things were going really well. The book of Judges rolls around and they turn from God and then they start killing each other. They start raping each other. They start attacking innocent tribes. They start doing all this terrible stuff. And you're like, well, what's the difference? One obeyed God and the other one didn't. Mm -hmm. And the one that obeyed God lived in his goodness. And the one that didn't obey God fell into the pits and everything that he's been warning the other generations for. Um, And again, so all I, that's just like kind of furthering the point of like, if you obey God, do goodness. Like that is guaranteed goodness Mm -hmm. is coming your way. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, you die and you're in heaven and you, I believed you, Jesus. I followed you. I obeyed you. I did everything you asked. I repented for my sin. And he's like, well done, my good and faithful servant. Is that yeah. not the word we, we like long to hear from Jesus? Dude, that's so crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was but just, no, I just talking to PK at lunch about that. Oh, yeah. Like one day, that's all I want to hear. Yeah. That's all I want to hear. No matter what I do on this earth, that's all I want to hear. Mm-hmm. The moment I stand before God. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. And then we went, <laughs> we went kind of deep on that. Yeah. Well done. Well, what's what is what does that mean? Yeah, because none of us are good. But I mean, his grace is sufficient. You know, these aren't just verses. These aren't things that just were written in the Bible for nothing. His what is, is what sufficient. is something that's well done? It's done excellently. Ex- excellently. Mm-hmm. It's something that's done. Great. It's yeah. something that's done the way that someone would ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. God's what intention. Is, and what is his? In- exactly. Yeah. You seek the kingdom of God above all else, mm-hmm. above whatever thing you're obeying today. Cause you're obeying something, yeah. you know, and dude, honestly, it just feels like I'm talking to trying to talk to 19 year old myself, but also to like present day. And you seek the kingdom of God above all else, above that race, above that new car you want to get above, mm-hmm. you know, just folding your hands and doing nothing, you know, above taking a day off from the word because I'm kind of tired today or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, but anyway, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. What does it mean to live righteously? To obey God, mm. you know, not to fall into the traps of the world. And it's tough. You can't do it alone. You need to be in the community. You need to be in the word. You need to pray. But those are pretty straightforward things. <laughs> like right. God's not giving us calculus. He's just giving us one plus one plus one is one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So what did Jesus have to say about obedience? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was such a G. <laughs> you read about what he's talking about and you're like, man, if only if only he was taken more seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Yeah. Man, and part of me wishes like I'm so grateful for the life I have right now, but part of me wishes like I would have lived back then so I could have I mean, that's selfish of me, but no, I, I would have yeah. loved to like experience what life was like with Jesus. Yeah. The man like in in the flesh, Jesus, yeah. A lot of times when I'm like worshiping at church or just in the shower or where I, wherever I am, like not worshiping, but praising, um, I, I always have the image of the cross in front of me. Like I'm praising him in front of the cross, like as he's hanging there, not mm-hmm. like a live Jesus, which is kind of feels weird to me, I guess. But you think about that and you're just like, man, you're it's like for me, at least I just can't help but be in awe of the man, the sacrifice and now how the world is he's like the most influential person of all time you know right but um but yeah what did jesus have to say about i have a verse for it yeah go for it john 14 15 in fact jesus said if Mm -hmm. you love me you will obey what i command Mm -hmm. same thing that we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. obeying what god commands yeah and are we speaking to this is this is tough because oftentimes we it feels like we're speaking to a non-believer or a believer, mm. but there's a middle group in there. Mm-hmm. The cultural Christians, the ones who um, say they believe in God and say they believe in God because it works out for them in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. You know, I'll go to church on Easter and Christmas and maybe sporadically throughout the year. Um, I'm going to tell people I'm a Christian. I'll be even put a cross on my car. But the minute he comes in and tries to disrupt my life and the way I raise my kids or the way I conduct myself at work, now we've got problems. Like yeah. that, that's not the Jesus I follow. Right. My faith, you know, when people say my faith tells me this, I'm like, your faith is not in Jesus then because that's not what Jesus said. Unless mm-hmm. it is like from the word, um, you know, and a lot of pastors talk about it, but you know, you, you, people have the question, like, how do I know if I'm hearing from God? I mean, I think pastor Kyle maybe even talked about it not so long ago, but I was listening to a uh, message by Tim Mackey and he was just talking about like, if it's not in the word, 
then it didn't come from God's mouth. Right. So it's not coming into your head. That's yeah. something else, you know, talking, you know, unless you're in the word and you know, but anyway, no, I love that. And yeah. I, I had uh, Matthew 21, 28 to 31. And this is so good, dude. <laughs> um, and there's another one I want to find at Lansing yesterday, Landon brought the message and it was mm-hmm. really good. And, uh, it's a very similar parable, but anyway, this one is Matthew 21, 28, and it's the parable of the two sons. So Jesus is talking and he says, but what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there with his arms folded and talking. What do you like, think about this? Yeah. Like, I want to know what y'all are thinking. Yeah. I know what you're thinking, but I want you to say it to me. Um, but he says, a man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. Mm. So son, he tells the son, go in the vineyard. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later on, changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, you go. And the other son says, yes, sir, I will go. But he didn't go. And Jesus says, which of the two sons obeyed his father? <laughs> the one who was talking or the one who was doing? <laughs> And then he goes on to say, then Jesus explained the meaning. I tell you the truth. Mm, Watch Mm. Jesus. Dude, this makes me want to cry. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. He's talking to the Pharisees because the Pharisees are like high and mighty. I've got it all figured out. Maybe in that sliver of the cultural Christian, I've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, that lady over there standing on the corner that knows me, she's sinning. She knows that she's repented from her sin. Maybe he's talking about the adulterous woman right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, he goes back and, and he's like completely upside down. Well, you know, we did everything, God. We you know, we, we, we followed you. We did everything that we were supposed to Jesus. And Jesus is like, no, you didn't. Mm. You didn't know me. You mm-hmm. never did what I wanted you to do. You know, you missed the, you missed the mark you sent, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he's so good. <laughs> what does that make? What does that make you think? Dude, honestly, it kind of makes me re- reflect and look at like my life mm-hmm. because the moment that I start thinking about like m- my career, my life, my work, what I've done thus far and that's not not speaking about like just like my career but like my relationship with Jesus too like okay you've obtained 3 million followers across all platforms and you know you've got a couple of verses in your bio and you claim to be a christian but like what are you doing yeah does it look like it mm. yeah or and it makes it me say it? right and it makes me and i'm trying to be I'm trying to be nice to myself because yeah. obviously i i believe 100% that I've done everything that I should up to this point. Um, yeah. Opening doors. Yeah. And, um, but there's more work to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's why it makes me think of like, when you were reading that story that Jesus was talking about, it makes me think like, okay, but am I really working? Yeah. And am I really obeying God? Mm-hmm. Am I really obeying what the word says to do? And that's not to say that I'm not, but like, there's always more to be done. And it makes me question have I done up to this point what I need to do? Uh, yeah, we will always feel that way because mm-hmm. we all fall short of the glory of God. But in obedience, as you continue to go and unlock those doors, it's mm-hmm. funny because what we can give God <laughs> is like, nothing. you know, yeah, nothing other than belief in Jesus, mm-hmm. repentance, but obedience and a humble heart, just like we've talked about. And it's funny because when you give God those things, he overflows you with goodness and you, you can't give back the goodness that God gives you. It's like he just overwhelms you. So you flood it on other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the little boy when Jesus fed 5,000, you know, this little boy saw Jesus and had his little lunch sack or whatever he had. And he so badly wanted to do something for Jesus and like do something for the people that he's like, here, take my food. Mm-hmm. And Jesus takes that and feeds 5,000 people with nothing, with scraps right. basically. So like, again, we give obedience over to, to the Lord and again, goodness pours out on the world and sin is defeated or not sin is defeated, but evil is defeated and we overcome things and heaven is populated and like good things happen. This mm-hmm. is God's promise, you know? Um, and of course we know we live in a world with intertwined wills and everyone's trying to do their own thing, but, but yeah, man, I mean, obedience leads to goodness and is that not what we're after? Right. Goodness in the world? Mm-hmm. Or are we just after like goodness sometimes, but Instagram other times, Yeah, you know? 
and I'm not saying Instagram is like inherently sinful, but mm-hmm. and I think naturally too, like even if you're not a believer, mm-hmm. you have to understand that there's good and evil in the world. Like you have to. Yeah. And with that being said, we don't always have to understand why we have to obey. We don't have to understand why God does certain things that he does. Mm-hmm. Just know that we got to follow what he says. Yeah. What is faith? Yeah. Faith is a very loaded word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's part of it is like. But that's what obedience is. Mm-hmm. It's faith in action. Mm-hmm. In the future and like in things that we'll never see. Mm-hmm. Which Paul talks very extensively about, you know. Right. And he is the definition of obedience. Yeah. <laughs> and Brad a lot did, of times, yeah. Yeah. yeah brother been through everything. Dude. Yeah. And still mm-hmm. obeyed every single time he got the opportunity to. Rocking with Jesus to the very end. And he's making disciples. He's mm-hmm. repenting from his sin because Paul came from a long walk of sin. You know, um, on the road to Damascus, his whole life got turned around. So mm-hmm. when we have that encounter with God, that road to Damascus encounter, and God calls us to obedience or whatever it is, like choice is yours. Are you going to leave the door open for sin or are you going to close it and be like, no, not today, Satan. <laughs> Dude, this is why it's so important to understand or to know and understand the word too. Because like I said earlier, and I, I can sound like a broken record, but Good. like I said earlier, sure, obeying God's commandments, yes, that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the Bible is there for a reason. Like just look at the stories, look at the parables, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, Everything that's happened throughout the Bible, everything. Think of all the people. Think of Paul. Think of uh, there's countless characters in the Bible to think about that we can use as examples to continue our obedience. Like there's so many examples. It's not just you know God commanded this, so I should probably obey. Yeah. But like there's so much more. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's living life to the full. Yeah. When you obey God. Mm -hmm. Think about, it's cliche, we've heard a thousand times, but Samson, right? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be a good judge and he did not turn out to be a good judge. He was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and people like make kid stories about him, make him out to be a cool guy, but like, let's look at the story. This is a tragedy, Mm -hmm. you know? We can't look at the story as uh, justifying Samson's actions. He's flawed. Let's call a spade a spade, you know? But each step, of disobedience led him further and further and further away from God until he was in a desolate place, not the Mm. place alone with God, the place where there is no God, you know? Um, And that is a scary place to be, you know, the disobedience one step at a time, becoming further and further away from God and all of his goodness that's over there in the promised land um, or even in our world today, wherever it is, um, man, like we've been there mm-hmm. where you just disobey God and every day you need a shot of insulin just to get, or not insulin of something to just like get through the day. But when you obey God and like you, you understand I will never be sinless because I have already sinned. I fall, mm-hmm. we all fall short of the glory of God, but God, but Jesus blood covers us, makes us white, like new sheets. Um, then you like feel that goodness and it's kind of hard to put into words, but it's like hope mm-hmm. and peace and love, joy of reaping the fruits of the spirit kindness, self-control, all the stuff. You I think know. I think the Old Testament is such a good spot to learn about obedience. It's where all the calories are, man. Dude, like think <laughs> about all think about all the judges that mm-hmm. I mean we just we can see throughout the Old Testament how many bad examples are set. Yeah. And it just goes to show that like when you're not obedient to God, when you're not praising God and putting him and, and, and you're believing in God and not other gods, when mm-hmm. you're truly obeying what God has said to do, you can find out that you're living a life to its fullest versus disobeying God and mm-hmm. continuing to fall into a cycle of sin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the old Testament, and even you see it kind of sporadically in the new Testament, mm-hmm. but these people are faced with a choice. Am I going to choose good or am I going to choose evil? Or am I going to try to redefine good for myself? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I had it, written down that obedience is achieved by submitting to somebody or something. So for us, I feel like obedience is kind of like a grimy word because the feeling of submission and putting yourself below somebody as humans, we're prideful and we don't want that. We're very egotistical. Yeah. We want to be eye to eye with God. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be right here with him, but we have to realize, no man, you're on your knees praising him. Glory, glory, glory. Holy, holy, holy. Look how good he is. Um, 
And when that kind of clicks and you realize, I can't be God anyway, bro. Yeah. I can't even change the color of the sky. And he can. Like, I can't do anything. You know, I can plant a tree, but he's the one that grows it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So when you realize, like, no, he's so much greater than I am, I am going to choose to submit to the guy that is creative of all things. I'm going to rock with him and his son and his Holy Spirit. And we'll go from there. I'm putting all my chips on them. If yeah. this doesn't work out, man, that's tough. But it's pretty convincing when you get in the word and you see it in the world today. And you can relate it back to your life or the life of a loved one. And then you're like, okay, let me try this. Let me obey God and let me seek his kingdom above all else. And you start to, like, you're peaceful. When mm-hmm. horrible things happen in the world, you're peaceful because you're like, well, I'm not the judge. I'm here to be a disciple of Jesus and I'm here to share the gospel, um, obey him, repent, all that kind of stuff. But do you up? think... This is kind of off topic, but not really. Do you think the reason people don't obey God is because they feel like they need to understand everything? Mm, there, I think there's a lot of reasons. Or because like that and like they feel like they need to be in control? Yes. I think people are inherently prideful from page one or page three of the Bible. Right. Um, we find out humanity is prideful, not just Eve, all of us. But... Yes, to your point, those mm-hmm. two, and also people just don't know because they're not actually in the word. They're they're looking right. for it for a surface level, but the Bible is an iceberg. It looks this teeny tiny on the top, but when you dive deeper, you're like, boy, this thing is deep. It's right. going low, and I'm starting to see myself a lot, and I need some help. And okay, so what? What am I? What's my response mm-hmm. to knowing this and then knowing the good news that Jesus rescues me from the bottom, pulls me up, and is, and wipes me down? It's like okay. Now, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Dude, I, get, I feel like I have so much love for my fellow believers. Like, mm-hmm. they feel like family. But I also feel like I have so much love for the people who are non-believers because there's so much for them to learn still. Oh, like, yeah. All of us. Yeah, all of us, yeah. for sure. But, like, people who, you know, are, are lost, for example. People who are lost and, like, need to mm-hmm. be found. Like, I, I feel like I love them so much because I just want them to understand and just, like, know the truth and mm-hmm. obey and not in a way of, like, you need to obey. But, yeah. like, dude, your life's going to change if you obey. Yeah. This is like, not this is not slavery obedience no. where you're going to be beat into submission. Mm-hmm. This is a welcoming obedience that when you obey, goodness happens, you know. Right. So for the listener, I don't – I mean, do you, do you have more to say? No, no, no. I was no, just going to say, like, if there's a listener out there, believer – non-believer, cultural Christian on the fence, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, whatever you're sitting in, um, just know that if you haven't tried it, try God. Mm. I'm not saying test him, but give him a, give him a nap bat and watch, watch him come to life, you know, mm. in your life. And you're, you know, you get in the word, you study and no, it's not going to save you. Going to church every Sunday is not going to save you, but being in a community of believers and helping reinforce that faith and that understanding and teaching you so you don't end up like, that one judge, I don't even know his name, but who thought he knew God, but mm-hmm. he was following a Canaanite God instead. Um, again, when you go through all these different things, it's like, okay, I'm going to give God a try. You start to see the goodness come into your life. And it's so beautiful because there's people in our life right now, one of our really close friends, um, I won't name her or anything like that, but she's starting to like see God happen in her life, mm-hmm. like miracle happened in her life and we were like whoa like blow away miracle yeah. happened in her life and we love her to death and we see she went she's gone through some really tough days in the in the last couple of months last year but she's like leaning into god and starting to see goodness and i just pray every day that she would you know hold on to that and always remember kind of like in joshua um so like, you know, she's in a bit of a storm right now. And this is goes to anybody, but you're in a little bit of a storm right now. And God saves you from that storm. In the book of Joshua, when Israelites crossed over from um, the east of the Jordan to the west of the Jordan, the, the tabernacle's in the middle of the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. And there's like, dude, there's not 50 people in Israel. There's like millions of people yeah. like pouring in to the promised land or however many there are. And Joshua takes some stones and puts and like builds a memorial in the middle of the Jordan river. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why would he do that? And so I like went and read some commentary about it and did some studying and some reflecting and, you know, the Bible connecting to the dots. And I find that maybe this is poetic and maybe I'm trying to force something on the word, but it feels like the memorials in the Bible are to remind the people of that land, what God did for them in that place. Mm. 
So Joshua building the memorial in the middle of the Jordan River reminds them like God has delivered you from the not promised land into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And when you're standing in the promised land and you go through a little bit of a drought, so there's less water in the river and it comes down and that memorial starts to peak up. Mm -hmm. Don't forget God's still there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they obeyed God. That's good. They obeyed God. They followed him across the Jordan river, across the red sea um, with Moses earlier in the times. And again, they get to the promised land, they obey God and goodness flourishes. And then I get to see that in our life through one of our close friends. And it's like, oh, he's still working. Mm. You know, he's not done. Right. God said, I got some more work to do. Yeah. And so do we, you know. And that's why the Holy Spirit lives within us today. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, God's still at work. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be capable, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the sacrifice that he made and the Holy Spirit living in us today. Yeah. And how can you be obedient if you don't change your influences, mm-hmm. the people who speak into your life? You know, people are going to be okay with you disobeying God or um, turning a blind eye to certain things. And is that what your standards are? Yeah. You know, if you love God, then you like want more of him, you know? Um, and so maybe someone listening right now is like caught in the middle of something and they don't have somebody speaking in their life. They don't have a believer who's not reading the book as a book of inspirational quotes to hang on the wall you know, but they're looking for like guidance in the word. Um, just be encouraged that God wants good for you. Mm-hmm. Not maybe your definition of good. And I know that's hard for, you know, maybe some people listening to understand, but God's goodness is better than the goodness that you can think of in your head right now. Right. I promise you, Right. promise you. Um, and repentance, obedience. And these words sound like negative because for some reason our world has painted them and pastors hide from speaking about obedience and, and they'd rather talk about, um, Jeremiah 29 living, oh, I want to give you everything, you know, and you're right. like, this is not the gospel. You know, yeah. the gospel is for God to love the world that he gave his one only son so that all who repent and believe, yeah, would have eternal life, mm-hmm. you know, not, not the prosperity gospel people. Yeah. It's not sexy, but yeah. this is facts, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is the good and stuff. The Bible's, yeah. The Bible's not sexy. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, man, <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Man, that's so convicting too. Mm-hmm. When you're reading through the Bible and you're like, yeah, bruh, find I got, yourself I got some changes to make. Yeah. And it's a good thing though. Mm-hmm. It's under, it means you're understanding. It means you're reading for a purpose and comprehension. That's mm-hmm. completely different from just reading a <laughs> book too. Yeah. Cause I, I read a lot of books, you know, like yeah. I'll pick up a book and read it real quick or whatever mm-hmm. and have a good time. And but I'm never going to do a word study on some book about personal finance. Yeah. I love personal finance topics. Yeah. Like I love to talk about that kind of stuff, but in the word, like when you're reading with intention, it's way different, way yeah. different. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about the difference between reading a sentence versus reading a word. Yeah. Like I'll read, you know, two words in the Bible and I'm like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's a deeper meaning to this. What does this mean? And uh-huh. then you go on for hours about two words in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, so practically in our world, it, I know we've kind of talked a lot conceptually, but practically, mm-hmm. you know, what does it look like to, to be obedient to God? Man, he, time and time again, he's just calling us to look different than the rest of the world. Not different than him, not mm-hmm. different than the rest of the world, just to be different from the rest of the world, but to look different from the rest of the world, be set apart, be a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to know about that unless you get in the word? We can't sit here and go over everything other than just like, man, please open your Bibles. Like, if you have questions about it, you want to sit and do it on a Bible study with Jalen and I, whatever it is, like, yeah. jump in. Come on. Yeah. If you don't have a church, check out our church, Kingdom City Church on YouTube. Listen to the sermons. Um Another pastor I really like is John Mark Comer from Oregon, um, Tim Mackey, John MacArthur, uh, Francis Chan. These pastors are people who are just, Mark Hoover in Wichita. These people are who are people who are just like sharing the word of God. You know, yeah. um, your pastor's not going to save you though, man. You got it. That was those forty minutes. Think about this: you spend forty minutes at church listening to a sermon, and they do their best, bro, like to pour out the word of God onto you, mm-hmm. and then you go home and you scroll on Instagram for an hour and a half. That's double the time you were even at church. So where's your focus? Like, what are you actually thinking about? Dude, you have to open your Bible. Yeah. One of my favorite analogies that I use is the fact that like when you're a professional athlete or a college athlete, I would even mm-hmm. say, um, you spend about 20 hours a week, 20 hours a week practicing or watching film or in mm-hmm. 20 hours is that's kind of low. 
That's slim. Yeah, I was gonna say you bring in college. Up? In college, we were there for about thirty-five. Yeah, our coach was not playing no games, <laughs> whether it's film, lifting weights, or at practice. We're spending about thirty-five hours um, trying to get better at football, working on our craft. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so in order, and when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for success in whatever sport it may be that you're playing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be the best of the best at what you're doing. Now, if I spent 35 hours a week reading the Bible, praying, worshiping, doing some type of um, discipline in the word, mm-hmm. imagine what my life would look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's looking different. Yeah. Because I know 100% if I spent 35 hours a week in the word and praying and worshiping, I would look completely different. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost having that accountability to say that, okay, if I obey sports this much, if I obey mm. my job this much, if I obey whatever it may be as much as you do, imagine if you spent that same time, that same effort of obedience with in the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Or however many hours there are in a week, mm-hmm. intercessory prayer. That's a deep topic. We can talk about that later. Um, it's something that I'm trying to learn and grow and understand more about just like never breaking prayer with God. It's really Mm. hard to be disobedient to God when you're just like constantly in prayer and always hearing his voice and always hearing his voice. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot of that like on falls on me of just talking too much and like, (laughs) you know, like not listening, not listening. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and being in the word and studying it because I'm really interested in what the word has to say almost in like a sports fan type of way. But there's also more way way heavier on me is the the like i don't even know what word it is just the well, dude, awe of yeah. the bible you well, know? it's hard too because i mean we're we're supposed to pray we're supposed to talk to god and mm-hmm. let him know what's on our mind even though we are, he already knows but like taking those times to listen yeah is just as important and it takes dude tons of maturity yeah i mean there's people that i i look up to who i've never met but from a distance and you see them and it's like how do you achieve this level of peace and intercessory prayer with God when you're in the middle of a storm? Like, like when you're busy, you know, mm-hmm. you're just in the store, you're at Walmart and people are bumping into you or you're in traffic, whatever it is versus like me, it's pretty simple to like go in your prayer closet. It's quiet and yeah. pray to God. It's just me and God. But like, how do you jump to that next level of no matter what's happening, if I'm in the front lines in Baghdad or if I'm in my closet, how do I keep that? And I just think it's obedience to God. Yeah. You keep falling under his will and he breathes life into you and you're like, okay, I don't want anything but his goodness, you know? Right. Yeah. I, uh, when I was speaking this past week, um, I gave like three practical steps to like, n- to know that you have the culture of Christ in your life. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's the same way when it comes to like being obedient to God. So mm-hmm. the one, it was three things. So first was love at all times. Okay. And this is, I think, this just is in general, like it will make you look different. You will, you can tell a difference when you're doing these things. Love at all times, whether that's loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, mm-hmm. loving the people around you at all times, or oh, good. loving yourself, whatever it may be. Love at all times because you can never go wrong with love. Mm-hmm. And love is a strong word. Um, you could probably do some research on love. I've tried. I know you're in it yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a year and a yeah. half. <laughs> Second thing, give amazing grace. Mm-hmm. The same grace that Jesus gave, give grace. Yeah. You can never go wrong giving grace to people for whatever situation you could be in. And mm-hmm. then the third thing is let God go to work. Yeah. If you, so like the example I used was um, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Mm. Bro. Yeah. Martha was like, hey, thanks, Jesus. You're late. Four days. Jesus was like, bro, what are you talking about? Watch this, yeah. Just watch this. Yeah. And he says too, um, here, I got, I'm going to pull it up. Jesus said, uh, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on, an, on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. Mm. So Jesus even says, God, go to work right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to exclaim out loud that, Thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I already knew you were going to do it, yeah. but I wanted everyone else to know that you were going to go to work. Let him go to work in your life. And I think those are really like three things that even though those are like 
the things that I was talking about for the culture of Christ, like being obedient to those three things, mm-hmm. I think is huge. Oh yeah. No, those are beautiful. And like, uh, I was looking, I'm kind of ashamed cause I couldn't remember exactly where the 10 commandments are in the Bible. So I had to Google it, <laughs> but, um, you know, oftentimes we complicate it and we try to pull something that we were taught when we were younger for something into the word and like squeeze it into, well, it kind of fits into this verse. So it like fits mm-hmm. my agenda. And it's like, no, if it's not in the word, it's not in the word. Let's just keep it a hundred, right. you know, but there is a lot of depth that comes in the world. Like in the word, like I said, the Bible is like an iceberg, but so is one chapter of one scroll. That's like a, the Bible is a compilation of scrolls mm-hmm. that were, was turned into like a codex Bible. And now we have what we have in our hands. Um, but anyway, that's a completely different nerdy topic, but, um, Exodus 20 talks about the 10 commandments. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and read them because we want to guide people to open their Bibles, but go read the 10 commandments. Those are still in effect today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe do a word study because some of these words you're going to be like, what? Like covet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go to logos, Bible software, um, or do a quick, you know, Bible hub is a free, mm-hmm. uh, a free one that you can use to, or step Bible. Um, but do a word study on some of these things. And some people don't find value in them because X, Y, Z, but how do you know that you're hearing the word? It, I mean, these are completely different time periods. These are completely different societies. Um, language is different, a lot of changes. So just get to the root of the word and see what it's saying, but, um, go through those and realize like list out in your head, let's put this in a holy homework too, but list out things in your life. Don't stop at three. Don't make it convenient. Oh, three quick, whatever. No, let's, let's sit there and take some very intimate time with God and figure out the places in your life that you're like disobedient, like blatantly disobedient. And it might turn into a laundry list and it might turn into branches and stuff like that, but point them out. Search me. Oh God, Psalm 119, three through four, search me, God, Mm -hmm. point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You know, know my heart, like, please know my heart. He does, but help me know my heart. My heart is hard. It's, Mm -hmm. I need you to come in and restore it and, water through my heart, not stones, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, Exodus 20, you'll see the, the 10 commandments, but also I just had in my notes, um, for practically again, mm-hmm. like where I'm listening to this podcast, what changes for me tomorrow? Right. How does this change? I don't want to be here talking for nothing. Same thing with a church. If you go to your church and you're like, why do I join this church? What changes on Monday for me? Ask somebody, ask someone, one of the elders, a pastor, something like that. So it's not just a thing you do on Sunday. Like, it's supposed to lead you to transformation. But anyway, right. um, so practically in our word, what does it look like to obey God? I just had put him first, sandwich your day uh, with prayer until the line never runs dull. Mm-hmm. So again, that's what I'm talking about, an accessory prayer. Like you're on the phone with him and you're like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to hang up. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you at four. Mm-hmm. Hang up. No, no, no. Just keep it here. Tell that mm-hmm. line. You don't hear that. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you keep going. Um, number two is learn. So study the word. Find some wise people in your community or online to teach you. Um, remember you can tell a tree by its fruits. Um, if their fruit doesn't match the fruit of the spirit, maybe just wait a second on them, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're screaming at their wife, but they know a lot of verses. Maybe you well, shouldn't trust yeah. that guy, you know? Right. Um, and then number three I had is repent. This is kind of long, but turn from your old sinful, old sinful nature, your scrolling, your comparison, chase of money and possessions, sex before marriage, addiction, isolation, lying, stealing, cheating. Again, the 10 commandments, but just so much, there's so much in there. I won't yeah. know, but, and do what Jesus did. Pray, Sabbath, fast, be in community, know the word, serve people, enjoy creation, enjoy life, rest in God's presence, fight against evil. But remember, we already won. Share the gospel, laugh, hang out with people who know they need Jesus. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Don't we all be bold, travel, share the word wherever you go, be vulnerable. Like if you try to sit down, if I, the list is so long, but if you try to list out the things that Jesus did, you'll never get to the bottom of it. And that's the beauty of life is like, I can just keep doing this, man. And my life is going to be really good. You know, as good as it can be here on earth. And then when you stand in front of them, you're like, dude, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, I think ultimately like with all the things that we just said, if you do what you can to shape your life more like Jesus, Mm -hmm. you can never go wrong Mm -hmm. ever. Do what he did. Yeah. Do what he did. Yeah. And that's like, and truly like, that's what it means to be a follower of Christ. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to follow you so closely that I look more and more like you every single day and everything that I do. <laughs> For some reason, that made me think of the office episode. Do you watch the office? Yes. So the one where Michael <laughs> Scott wanted to be like Jim, 
bro. He like comes to the office and he's like got his hair shaggy and he's got the shirt on and he oh looks like Jim. Gosh, like, yes. but he's like a poor version of yes. him. But he wants it so bad. He just wants to be like Jim so bad. Yeah, that's like us. Yeah. You know, we're a poor version, but. Dude, I just I just want to be like you, Jesus, and I'm doing my best, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's just tapping us on the head, like, "Hey, man, I love you. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for fall. That's all I ask. And we'll fall short. Yeah. But like, we'll never look like Jim. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we'll never look like Jim. Yeah. But through uh, the grace of grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus and the gospel, man, obey the gospel too. Yeah. Obey the gospel. You know, repent. It's a good believe. news for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it's it's weird because the words obedience and repent and uh, words like that just feel like they carry a negative tone in our world, and I think the enemy has done a really good job of like mm-hmm. making those to be bad things. But when we turn from our pride and turn towards God, you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's not way bad. better. It's like yeah. going from the hood to like a nice, yeah. a nice living situation, from rags you know? to riches. Yeah, and you're like, I'm good here. You know, I can kick my feet up and relax. But then you're like, but. Things look really good over there, you know. Mm. And I'm not knocking the hood, you know, but I'm just yeah. saying, so. That's good, dude. But yeah, God's good, man. This episode, we, we just of, hit, we literally just hit an hour, too. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. That's, I think that's, oh, over 10 hours, yeah. 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 That's crazy, dude. Yeah. This is only episode one of the obedience, but this is like a very good high-level overview mm. of like, and I think as time goes on, we should get into like specific stories of the Bible. I think that's really important, Because, too. dude, it's so. Yeah, like, like we are guiding people to the Bible right now, and mm-hmm. okay, go read and you know study and ask people wiser than you, and pray and meditate on the Word. Um, but we're gonna get into the point where we're like, okay, let's talk about Rahab yeah. and look at that obedience. Yeah, she was a prostitute, bro. And if it wasn't for her, like the walls of Jericho, you know, the battle, all this stuff, like she ends up in the lineage of Jesus. She's a prostitute, but she obeyed God. She saw what was going on with Israel. She's like. Dude, they're going through and they're storming these cities and wiping things out. And I see how good God treats them. I'm going to rock with them, mm-hmm. you know? So God didn't let these people that were in Israel outside. Like, he didn't just say, you all die. Yeah. He's like, you want to jump in? That's why there's foreigners with them, you know? And that's what we are. He's so intentional. Mm-hmm. Man. Then miss. <laughs> Doesn't miss Doesn't ever. miss, yeah. That's why it's so important, too. I feel like we always talk about it, but never make God in your own in your own image. Mm-hmm. That golden calf boy. Yeah. Ruin your life. Yeah. Ever. Never do that. Mm-hmm. So how do you stay away from that? <sighs> get in the word. I'm not saying that's like the end all be all, but like you're going to get in the word and you're going to really be like, mm-hmm. I want more. And understanding it too. Yeah. Because read the Bible. There's a, yeah. There's a difference between reading the Bible and being like, hmm. Yeah. Like, what do you say? And skimming past it and be like, I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Saying. And then just keep reading. No. Like, what did he say? Oh, okay. Let me look into that. Yeah. Like really understanding it. Mm-hmm. The iceberg. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every chapter you're like, you know, even in Leviticus, people are like, oh, Leviticus laws. Da, da, da. Now, bro, go do a study on Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, this is deep. Very. This is deep. This is Very. our world. And two, like when you read the Bible, don't, don't think that it's a history book. Mm-mm. It is, but it's not. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of history in it, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a reason yeah. it's there. Yeah. If, again, if all we needed to know that was that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that's all that would be in the Bible. Yeah. But there's not. There's mm-hmm. Leviticus. There's Judges. There's all sorts of stories that when you read, you're like, okay, what now? Yeah. But, like, there's a reason. Oh, yeah. And you may not find out right away. That's something that, for sure, like... It's a journey. Yeah. yeah. That's something for sure you gotta, you just kind of have to settle in to know that like, okay, I don't understand this fully right now, but mm-hmm. at some point I will. And if you could understand it all by reading the Bible once, mm. then like what kind of God is that? Right. Oh, I get it now. Or to understand God in general. Yeah. If yeah, we can mean, understand him, then... Yeah. Dude, yeah. And Exodus 34 is very telling, but you get into the words and mm-hmm. you start to notice things. You're like, oh, this isn't what I... The, the my preconceived notions about what this text says because you open up a Bible software app and you pull up ESV, NIV, NLT, New King James, King James, whatever you want, the Chinese version, whatever you want, and the words are like different, mm-hmm. and you're like, what is going on here? Like, they're all using different language, and there's a little bit of different structure, different topic. I won't get into that now, but but yeah, you slow down, like don't be in a rush, don't finish the Bible just to say you did it. Finish mm-hmm. like read the Bible so that you can like soak it in. Yeah, um, we're doing a at, at our church, Kingdom City. Dang, we're doing a 
a Bible in a year. And I'm starting to think that's fast. <laughs> it depends on what you're doing. If it's your it, first time, I think it's really good to get like right to get through it. Right. Yeah. But dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm slowing down a little bit because yeah. man, it's just it's it's tough to read. It's tough to read three chapters a day and just be like, okay, I think I understood it. Yeah. No, bro. Like yeah. it's a lot, man. And and I think that there's a lot of value to that Bible in the year. Yeah. A ton yeah, of value. Definitely sure. not for sure. And you can do it. You yeah. know, you can do it and deeply analyze the Bible, but I would need at least like dude, yeah. Three hours a day, probably. I, I definitely don't want to be that guy. Oh, I do all this stuff, but like my my truly favorite hobby, almost to a fault, like admittedly it's it's got into the point where I'm like not spending as much time with Emily as I should in our spare time. Mm. Um, but it's like studying the word and doing stuff, you know, reading and I love it. Absolutely love it. And I started in uh, middle of December, like starting in Genesis one and working and bro, I just finished Joshua. Yeah. And I even like cut some corners on the commentary and being like, okay, I'm in a, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. it's getting to yeah. be a lot, but, <laughs> but studying the word and like resting on it through mm-hmm. my whole day, yeah, it's so good. And there I also do think, you know, to kind of contradict myself, I think that there's also a ton of value in reading like massive chunks of the Bible at a time, like yeah. sitting down and being like yeah. I'm going to read the whole book of Joshua right now because you get the whole picture. Mm-hmm. But also we have these tools like Bible Project where there's videos Dude. that tell you exactly what happened. The blog posts. Go go listen to their podcast too. Yeah. I know we're in a podcast, but if you need to switch teams, like Yeah. Dude, some go. knowledgeable people over there. Man, yeah. Yeah. But that's what happens when you're obedient to God. We almost need a website where we put like resources and stuff. Yeah. Point people on directions, you know, to help Maybe I'll them. put that in the YouTube links oh, or yeah. in the YouTube videos, like at the bottom of the links. We could put like a ClickUp document. Yeah. And oh, we could do that too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't delete your notes like it did today. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I had no notes for today, but, but it, was it was on my heart, heart. So doesn't matter. Yeah. God is good, man. God is great. Love you, bro. Well, love you too. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for tapping in as usual. Uh, This was episode 10, Obedience. I don't know. What are we doing for 11? Oh, it depends on... We'll think about it. What God is saying, yeah. Yeah, we'll think about it. Normally, normally Zach comes up with it. I let him decide because I feel like he's always got a good voice from from God speaking to him. So, um, But yeah, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys as always. We're praying for you. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Peace and love. Peace.